Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Kara Zelaya, joined here with my co-host, boyfriend, partner, and my favorite Muppet, Dan Takaki. Hello, everybody. Waka waka. (laughs) Yes, waka waka, indeed. If you are new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's correct. We love Christmas and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites and some of our not so favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So let's get into it. My dear Daniel, what are we watching this week? Well, this week we wanted to celebrate Christmas in July by taking a look at the 1996 TV movie Elmo Saves Christmas, starring, of course, Elmo as the titular Elmo, along with all your other favorite Sesame Street characters, for the most part, which we'll get into. Mm, Takes already. Yeah. Bert and Ernie, not very heavily featured in this movie. Oh my god, it's a crime. We'll get into it. So, my dear, you had never seen or even heard of this special, is that correct? Yeah, my past with this movie, it's shocking that I actually had never seen or heard of this movie because my younger brother is nine years my junior even though he's a full-fledged adult now i mean he grew up on elmo's world like that was a big part of our home life Mm -hmm. i had a couple of goldfish one was named elmo one was named dorothy like you know yeah we were an elmo household and generally i'm a fan of the henson entertainment properties famously jim henson and i share the same birthday i think i have argued on prior episodes of the pod that I think that I am Jim Henson's reincarnation. Yeah, it's an And we talked about this. Thing. That yeah. might have cut, ended up in the cutting room floor, but I yeah, believe that. Deeply. I know we've discussed this at some point. Wonderful. So yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of it. My past with this was I'm a, I'm a big Muppet gal. I love Elmo. I love Sesame Street. I'm here for a good time. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? You apparently had seen this movie a lot. Yeah, I mean, this came out in 1996, so I was four when it came out, right? So that was like the heyday of Sesame Street for me. Mm. I remember seeing this movie because I think we had it on like a two-tape VHS set. Oh, with, speak on the two-tape. With this and I think Elmo and Grouchland. Oh. Elmo and Grouchland might have might have come out later than this one. Uh, we'll, mm. we'll double check on that. But I remember both of these movies kind of being together in our home. Gotcha. But yeah. Did you used to double feature? Obviously, of course. It was oh, just, well, it depended on the season. This is kind of, a, as we'll touch on, kind of a year-round Christmas movie. Well, yes. Is this a Christmas movie? Well, we'll find out. I remember watching this a lot growing up. I don't know why. I just think it's because we had it. And I, the only thing I distinctly remembered from this is that there's a song that they sing, and it's like, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, bum, it's Christmas. Hey, we don't have the again. rights. We don't have the rights. That's nothing. <laughs> of course we do. It's it's Sesame Street, paid for by the government. I work for the government. Therefore, it's mine. You made Elmo Saves Christmas, yeah. which means you ruined Christmas. There, I said it. And then I saved it again. Good for you. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what this movie is about, especially given that we saw this probably a calendar month ago, and I have already forgotten. It's funny you say a calendar month ago, because I think we watched this in March. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. It's we July. Are currently a little, recording be- July. little behind on our recording. So Elmo Saves Christmas, as I mentioned, is a 1996 TV movie, but it is also a musical. Mm, yeah. There's many, many songs throughout this. As I said, it stars Elmo, and it also stars Charles Durning as Santa Claus. Harvey Firestein plays the Easter Bunny. And who narrates this movie? Who's the main storyteller and vessel for telling the story throughout this movie? Why, yes, 
It is Maya Angelou herself. <laughs> the one, the only, the narrator of Elmo Saves Christmas, Maya Angelou. What we all know her most for. Her sure. role in this one-hour TV special, Elmo Saves Christmas. It also includes the regular cast of Sesame Street, including Oscar, Big Bird, a little bit of Snuffy, Grover, the Count, Cookie Monster. You get brief glimpses of Bert and Ernie. They're barely in this. And of course, our favorite Sesame Street correspondent, Kermit the Frog. Oh, hello, Kermit. Hello. So the way this story is told to us is through Maya Angelou telling a story to some of the Muppets, like Telly, Zoe, Baby Bear, and a bunch of kids on Christmas Eve. And one of them wishes that it was Christmas every day. And she warns them of the time Elmo had to save Christmas because we find out Elmo wished it was Christmas every day and it came true. Wow. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. So the briefest plot review I can muster of this is that it's Christmas on Sesame Street and Elmo loves Christmas. He loves it because everyone is happy, singing carols, and has cookies and presents. And Elmo just, Elmo loves the vibe, yeah. which is relatable. We said a week. I hope he's a subscriber. TBH. Yeah, me too. Elmo wants to stay up all night to try and meet Santa. And eventually, he falls asleep right in front of the chimney. But Santa ends up getting stuck in the chimney as he comes down to Elmo's house. And so Elmo has to save him by like, pulling him down. This three-year-old child pulling this large man down the chimney. And Traumatic. for saving him, Elmo gets a present, like a special present from Santa. Santa will offer him a nice stuffed bear or a snow globe that can grant him three wishes. And obviously, Elmo takes the snow globe. The first thing that he wishes for, do you remember? Oh, yeah. A glass of water. A glass of water. Oh, wow. I really guessed. <laughs> it is a glass of water. You did amazing. <laughs> he wishes for a glass of water. And Santa's like, why did you waste your wish on that? And he's like, Elmo was thirsty. He then wishes it was Christmas every day. And Santa warns him it's a bad idea. And so Santa decides to let Elmo see what would become of his wish by having a reindeer in training, Lightning, take Elmo to the future. Hmm. What is it with all of these films and the subplots about reindeer? And then the ones that are about the reindeer have subplots about, like, a gun that, like, shoots juice or something. What? <laughs> the reindeer movie that has the, the broken toys and AOC's boyfriend. We covered it in season one. Oh. Or I'm confusing all of the claymation movies. Anyway, let me retract and rewind and say there's always apparently a reindeer subplot. There's often a reindeer subplot with a ninth unknown reindeer, basically. Do you think it's... Who owns the copyright to the names of the reindeer, you know? Like, is that public domain or do you think it's a do you think it's an IP issue and they have to come up with a new reindeer? <laughs> you know, as is our tradition, we do some basic Googling before we start recording. But once we start recording, we stop. So I'm going to theorize instead of doing a basic Google and just be like, this is probably some Coca-Cola ownership bullshit. Mm, yeah, somebody owns some the marketing firm for sure owns the name of shit and that's why they have to make up a new reindeer. Because it happened in the Santa Claus 2. It happened in this movie. I think it was interesting that there was another made-up reindeer for this yeah. for this movie. Yeah. So, Lightning takes Elmo to the future. You see them fly around the world several times. The Grinch. Times. That's the one. The Grinch. The Sherlock Holmes Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch. Max? No, but there's a reindeer subplot. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I already got that confused with the other... <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> so the first stop on Elmo's tour of the future where it's Christmas every day is Easter. 
Yeah, the best holiday. Harvey Firestein is playing the Easter Bunny, and uh, oh, yeah. it's it's a treat. It's it that that that's worth the price of admission alone for this movie, which is to say, free on YouTube. Yeah, that's how we watched it. At this point, everyone's kind of still okay with Christmas every day for some reason. I mean, it's been like a week. Well, no, it's Easter. Oh, it's, so it's been, been like four months. It's been several. Oh, I guess there's like, they go one day into the future. Yeah. First, yeah. everybody's like, oh, well, this is kind of fun. It's Christmas again. Right. And then it's like, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, ba, ba. It's Christmas again, but like from the day before. Mm. So by Easter, everyone's still sort of okay with it, but no one's been working and there you see like there's like piles of stuff starting to build up because no one's working and grover in this one is the town like salesman who's been selling all of the trees he's selling all of the christmas trees i guess everyone's buying a new christmas tree every day can i say yes and this will be niche Grover is the Kirk from Gilmore Girls of Sesame Street. In this essay, I will. So for those of you not familiar with the Gilmore Girls universe, sorry, uh, it is my Bible. I watch it every single day. There is an eccentric character named Kirk, and he just like does everything. Like he just has 18 million jobs, and he's just kind of the town eccentric, but he's delightful and definitely Dan's favorite character. This is Sean Gunn's character. Yes, exactly. And I want to say that Grover is similar. I feel like in every iteration of Sesame Street, he has 18,000 jobs. Like he's a waiter. He's super Grover. Now he's selling trees. Like what doesn't Grover do? Also kind of like Gonzo in that regard. I feel like Gonzo is always I mean, Gonzo and Grover are very definitely strong influences, if not like related to each other. Sure, right. Both blue. Both both entrepreneurs. Exactly. Does does Gonzo have a Oh, he's the amazing Gonzo. But like that's not a superhero persona. Correct. That's just like a he's like a evil Knievel type. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's interesting to think about. So they go forward again in time and now it's deep summer on Sesame Street. You know, we relatable. Who doesn't love an Astoria summer day? Blech. Another thing that's happening during this during all this time is that Snuffy, Snuffleupagus, Big Bird's best friend, has gone away for mm. Christmas. And, oh, it's so sad. Big Bird's so sad. And Big Bird's really sad because Snuffy has been gone this whole time because he's been in Cincinnati visiting his family. Because it's Christmas, he's gone for Christmas. And so he's been gone for like six months and Big Bird's pretty sad and Elmo's like, oh, that's sad, but it's Christmas. Christmas, cheer up. Who cares? Also, when we were watching this movie, you mentioned that Snuffy is supposed to be Big Bird's like imaginary friend. I think for a little bit, he was not a real character, but he was Snuffy's imaginary friend. I think eventually it became canon that he was a real character. Yes, that we did look that up when we were watching it. And that's devastating. Yeah, that's really upsetting. I just find that like sad. I'm really glad that they that they changed that because it's not fun in the way that like Calvin and Hobbes is Mm -hmm. uh, because the whole premise is that Snuffy is kind of like an Eeyore-esque character. And I like when other characters besides Big Bird interact with Snuffy. So I'm glad that they fixed that. But anyway, that's just some fun Sesame Street trivia for all of the fans at home. Also, I love Big Bird. When I was a kid, I dressed up as Big Bird for Halloween. Big Bird's kind of sad. Like, he's he's a sad character. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he's fun-loving and he's sweet. But he is kind of like a, like a bummer sometimes. <laughs> And he's a bummer in this because, you know, he misses his friend. If you want to see pictures of Dan dressed up as Big Bird, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash 12 days pod. We'll throw it up there. At some yeah, we'll, we'll next time we go home to Chicago, yeah. we'll, we'll find it. Also, during the summer, it seems like shops are kind of starting to like shut down and go out of business, which is not good. People are very tired of it being Christmas every day. Santa and the elves seem to be running out of ideas of toys to make because, again, they have to like make new presents and do toys. And Santa's running deliveries every day, it seems like. Yeah. And they, ru- they run out of ideas. One of them, I remember, I think it's called a cabot, which is a, a cow and a rabbit 
stuffed animal, they make this like monstrosity stuffed animal. Jump forward in time again. We skip all of fall. You get three <laughs> stops. Easter, 4th of July. It's the rule of thirds. It's the rule of thirds. Easter, 4th of July, and then... We're back at Christmas at it. Back at it again. Next Christmas. Everyone, except Oscar, is miserable mm-hmm. because Oscar loves, loves chaos. chaos and misery loves company. Elmo sees that he's made a huge mistake because nobody likes Christmas anymore. He realizes that the thing that makes Christmas special is that Christmas comes just once a year and everybody gets excited for it at that one time. So to fix the problem, Elmo takes his snow globe and uses his last wish to try and unwish his first wish. But in the process of doing so, he drops the snow globe and it shatters. <laughs> then he drops it and everybody's like, great, Elmo. Now what are we going to do? It's going to be Christmas. Christmas forever. This isn't just an arbitrary thing that we could just say, actually, it's not Christmas. <laughs> Elmo doesn't know what to do. But then he's like, wait. Lightning took me in forward in time. Why can't lightning take me back in time? Oh. And lightning's like, oh yeah, I guess I could do that. <laughs> so they fly back to the night that Elmo saved Santa from the chimney. And instead of taking the three wishes, he takes the stuffed animal. And uh, he goes and he enjoys Christmas with his friends and opens his presents and says hello to everyone. And the carolers are back outside jolly as if nothing ever happened. Except Santa obviously knows that something happened. That's the movie, folks. So that wraps up Dan's famous segment. Dan recaps the movie. Now it's on renowned. Now it's on to our next segment. Kara, do you have any notes? Yeah, I've got notes. I've got thoughts and I've got feelings. Tell me everything you thought about Elmo saving Christmas. Okay, so this hour long movie is too long. <laughs> I'll say it. It's a little too long. And I, I, I it's not good, folks. 99% of Sesame Street episodes are better than this film. I will also say, if you think about it, Sesame Street is kind of like a sketch show. Sure. Where there's like a narrative that you cut in between and in and out of and then there's little segments like now we're it's cool to be a square you know and like little can, things can i say yeah that i know what you mean but the narrative of sesame street is just what letter is it today <laughs> when it comes down to it <laughs> my favorite part of sesame street is when they're like and today's episode is brought to you by the letter a like they were the original people who made up with that and now podcasters everywhere are like and our sponsor is blah 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 you know it's hilarious it's amazing i didn't mention this also but there's several scenes of the count counting how many days it's been since christmas or how many days it's been christmas yeah and by the next christmas definitively the easiest day to know how many days it's been since the last christmas 365 he goes i don't know how many days it's been (laughs) too many days it's christmas it doesn't matter anymore yeah i mean it does have that like traditional sesame street like humor and i think that the muppets the muppet universe and the muppet films are known for being pretty funny and sesame street doesn't get enough credit for being very funny Mm -hmm. but sesame street's really funny and elmo's extremely sassy which i vibe with i don't care for this cinematic experience It, it doesn't move the way it should we also see a disorienting amount of Elmo's legs. And whenever we see any of the Muppet lower half, that's where I'm like, I cannot suspend disbelief anymore. I just think that it would have been better as just a standalone Christmas episode rather than its own story. Sure. We're probably going to explore this in later seasons where we delve into episodes from series that do really good stuff. Like Schitt's Creek has a really good Christmas episode. So there is a place for... Christmas within these television universes. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that this needed to be made. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it is just one of those things where they wanted to make a holiday special and they this was the best idea they had in 1996 of how to do it. I do understand and agree that one of the best things about the Muppet and Sesame Street universe is the like the ensemble aspect yeah. of it, you know. And that's why, like, The Muppets Christmas Carol, why that one works so well is oh because... Oh, my goodness. It's because it's following Michael Caine's character. Yes. It, like, the human character going around and interacting with all the various Muppets that, like, you don't see that much. Whereas, like, when it's the Muppet is the main character, then it's, like, it becomes a little too Elmo-centric. And, like, Elmo is great and Elmo's got his own show, his own spinoff right. show. And I just... I think it's a little too much Elmo. Yeah, I mean, I think you're totally right. And it is a lot of Elmo. An hour of Elmo is, is a lot of Elmo. I will also say, though, I know you and I are not the intended audiences for this show. How dare you? Elmo Saves Christmas was made for me. Elmo looked directly into the camera and said, is that you, Zelaya? And I said, what's up, my guy? How did he say it? Is that you, Zelaya? Again, <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> you can't do you can't do any other impressions, but every once in a while, you'll just be in the bathroom and I'll just hear, Elmo, he loves his goldfish, his crayon too. That's Elmo's world. It's <laughs> <laughs> <So> horrifying. <laughs> Well, those were absolutely lovely thoughts, and I agreed with them for the most part. Yeah, I think when it comes down to the ratings, I think you're probably going to be a little bit harsher on this than I am. Yeah, you know, of course I, I am. I'm a sucker for for the nostalgia factor that always gives it an extra point or two boost, and this isn't even like that nostalgic. It just was like, oh yeah, every once in a while that song bump a bump a bump a bump it's christmas again gets sure. stuck in my head and i'm like why anyway let's move on to kara's famous segment kara's fun facts this is the episode that dan decided to just name all of our segment kara's favorite fun segment <laughs> <laughs> all right folks i have got some doozies for you 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 struggled to try and find some information yeah about this well movie. that's why that's why I've got doozies. So yeah, like like Dan mentioned, I gotta be honest, lots of slim pickings here on trivia for this particular production. Mm-hmm. So let's go into my two fun facts about this very specific movie. Charles Sterning, who played Santa Claus, yep. also starred in the Muppet movie in 1979, where he played evil Doc Hopper. Oh. That's a fun fact. And my second fun fact about this movie, I said slim pickings, guys, is that although... Ernie and Bert appear, they do not have any dialogue, and they're mostly there to provide a tongue-in-cheek wink and a nod to them watching It's a Wonderful Life, which is our second episode, go listen to it if you haven't, uh, a movie where the cop and the tax driver are also named Bert and Ernie. Yeah, there's a scene where they mention Bert and Ernie's names in It's a Wonderful Life, right? and Ernie and Bert are like next to the TV, and you just see them both kind of like pan to the camera like, what (laughs) it's very jim from the office kind of thing yeah so since there's not a lot of trivia about this movie itself i thought i'd delve into the larger elmo universe and tell you some fun facts about that instead perfect that sounds amazing so elmo is perpetually three and a half years old tough age tough 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 in the 1970s early days of sesame street elmo was an extra puppet rarely used and without a distinctive personality Mm mm-hmm 
The early Elmo character had a caveman-like manner of speaking with a gruff, deep voice. Elmo. Well, that's why he talks like, Elmo the deuce, you know? Oh, like That's why he has that sort of broken pattern of speech. Yeah. is because he was originally supposed to be like a caveman type. That's wild. Isn't it? So veteran puppeteer Richard Hunt didn't like portraying the puppet and tossed it over to Clash after a show. Uh, Clash recalled, he said, come up with a voice. And I said in Elmo's voice, hi, everybody. It's Elmo. And he said, okay, <laughs> fine. Give it a try. So these are like yeah. the puppeteers from sure, Disney, right. which is pretty amazing. And like, just kind of nice to know the origins of Elmo. Mm-hmm. I didn't now, know any of that. Yeah. Well, the more you know. Now on to things that are more relevant to my interests yes. as a political expert. Elmo is the only non-human to testify before Congress. Huh. Yep. In 2002, he was invited to appear before the House Education Appropriations Subcommittee to ask for more funding for music education and research in schools. Oh, well, that's nice. And it's very pleasant. The character of Elmo appears around the world in at least 14 countries. This is a little distinct because some of the Sesame Street characters are actually like different characters, like Big Big Bird. Bird is Eduardo in, like, Latin America. So Elmo's in Western Europe, in India, South Africa, Mexico. In Japan, Elmo is voiced by Kenta Matsumoto, who was trained by Clash, who was the original Elmo. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. The 1996 blockbuster toy Tickle Me Elmo that inspired the mad holiday shopping rushes which is wild that that's like what is considered like the catalyst toy madness driver Mm -hmm. and is still sold today, features Clash's voice, who was the original Elmo. Yeah. Jim Henson was adamant that the actor's voices be preserved in any talking dolls and other merchandise. Neat. 1996, same year this movie came out. I'm guessing it was a... Oh! Guessing it was a dual promo situation. This is my last bit of Elmo-related trivia. Elmo-related products account for 50 to 75% of annual sales of Sesame Street merchandise. I know that's a broad range, but like for the last 20 plus years or whatever. That's wild. Do you think it's because they've been pushing Elmo products more? Or is it is it a supply or is it a demand thing? Because I, I mean, like, I feel like Tickle Me Elmo is like the Sesame Street toy. Yeah. Right? And so like, maybe maybe if they push a different character, they could, they could, they could change those sales a little bit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I love your passion over this. I also myself am a Big Bird uh, lover. That's probably why we're together. Sure. I, I, to me, Big Bird is it. I also think that Cookie Monster is amazing, even though he's a glutton, which is a sin. So yeah, those are my fun facts. Learned I, a lot about Elmo. That's a lot of information that I didn't know about Elmo. Well, now you can win that section of trivia. Great. I can't wait. And if we don't, uh, we'll assumedly blame both of us. Yes, correct. Mostly uh, you. Amazing. Alrighty, folks. As we do every episode, it is time for our definitive ranking of this TV movie. Yep. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas is this for you, Kara? As she looks up the days of Christmas. No, this is our outline. I'm trying this year to do it from memory. Wow. So bold. I am going to give Elmo Saves Christmas three geese a laying. Three geese a laying? Is it three? Is it is that what three is? <laughs> What's three? I'm shaking my head. It is six geese a laying. Oh. And then it's three French hens. Three? Oh, but I love hens. That's too much. You don't two calling birds. 
two calling birds. Yeah, I'm going to give it two calling birds. Wow. Two and a half calling birds. Two calling birds and one French hen. Okay, so like two and a third. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would give this. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's not. You see too much leg. <laughs> There's too much Elmo leg. It's disconcerting. It's a little promiscuous. It's upsetting. It's a little promiscuous, a little raunchy. Also, like, we didn't talk about Maya Angelou having top billing in this movie. Yeah, she's she's around. She's telling a lot of stories. She, her agent probably lobbied for that. Congrats to her. She deserves it. But it's a mess and there's too much leg. I don't recommend this film. I don't think it's a mess. I think it's very straightforward as to what it's this is. It's too long. Yeah, we could have taken one stop less. We could have gone Easter is heart with Harvey Firestein and then <laughs> jumps to next Christmas. <laughs> it's not... The premise is terrible. <laughs> The premise is like... Or also, he could have woken up from a dream and been like, oh, thank God it's not Christmas. That's a better device. And I mean, we don't have to use a time-traveling reindeer. I mean, he reindeer. basically wakes up from a dream. But it's a time-traveling reindeer who also has disconcerting body parts. I didn't... I, I can't, I'm coming in too hot at the end. I should have brought this up in my notes. But it yeah. was upsetting. It was upsetting. That's it. Two and, a, two and a thirds. I think you're thinking too much about this. Yeah, it's possible. Um, that said, with all this defending I'm giving it, I will give it four calling birds. Four calling birds. Three French hens. Two turtle doves. And Elmo. A palm tree. And- <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to give this four calling uh-huh. birds. It's fine. Yeah. You grew up with this, though. Yeah. This was your idea. This was this was your call. Yeah, so the reason I thought this would be a good movie to do for the summer is for that. the Christmas and July edition. Is that A, short. It has Christmas in July in it, and it yeah. was the first thing I thought of when I. That's think, true. This is the first movie I think of when I think of Christmas in July. Really? What? Sorry. What movie do you think of it? Christmas in July. Men in Black. <laughs> no explanation. Either. Nope. None. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We are only 149 days away from Christmas. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. It's coming up coming up fast. We're headed downhill, picking up speed. Truly. And we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. We're starting early. So please share this with your friends if they aren't already listening or if they forgot that we have a podcast about Christmas. Can I interrupt here to say all of y'all are wonderful and thank you so much for listening to our ramblings. There are several episodes in season two that deserve your attention and love. And now that it is Christmas in July... You should dive in. Yeah, it's hot. You're probably depressed from the summer heat. And why not Why not distract yourself with yeah. some cold weather sounds? We, of... And our dulcet tones. Yeah. We're around, guys. Whenever you want, just hit play. Tune in in two weeks as we explore season two, look back on our favorite jokes, our favorite bits, our favorite movies, and preview season three. And as we say every episode... Merry Christmas. Christmas.